It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch this show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other places where you can listen to this show and all your favorite shows across the Locked On Podcast Network. Just make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of Locked On Panthers. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday here on the show, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions to participate either at me or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council. And I'll answer your questions this upcoming Friday for the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked On Panthers. It's been in a way, a bit since I've talked to y'all, talked to you on Saturday. That was Monday's episode. Hopefully no one was upset about there being no, I guess, new episode on Monday. Either way, not much to get into after breaking down the preseason game, but we are now looking ahead to today as Carolina Panthers will open up day one of two joint practices with the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick entering the second year with Mac Jones, who apparently is one of the top 100 players in the NFL, according to the players. Um, okay, sure, whatever. Either way, the Carolina Panthers get an opportunity this year, like they did last year against a team coming off of the playoff appearance to try and gauge where they're at as they head into the Week 2 preseason game Friday night in Foxborough against these very same Patriots. And Matt Rule, the Carolina Panthers head coach, talked to the media on Monday as he prepared to head up to Foxborough for the flight, get his team prepared, and just said that he feels that the they're going to get more out of the joint practices over the course of the next two days than they would get in the preseason. And that might confuse some people because you're thinking, okay, well, you actually have a real game situation. It's basically live fire. But the thing that he brings up is that they are able to go through more situations than they would during a preseason game. And I understand that too when it comes to the amount of reps that starters are going to face Tuesday and Wednesday compared to what they're going to face on Friday night. Matt Rule's not ready to talk about what the plan's going to be. We think about last year when they had joint practices ahead of the first preseason game against the Indianapolis Colts. We didn't see a single one of the starters out there in that preseason opener. And then the next week when they had joint practices with the Baltimore Ravens, still only saw one, um, one uh, not scrimmage, why? One series from the ones, both offensively and defensively, and I would not necessarily be all that surprised if that is the case. Now, the one thing that we're sitting here wondering is if the quarterback competition is going to end this week. I do think that we'll finally get some real clarity from Matt Rule as far as he's going to be willing to tell us 
what direction things are headed in. If you have watched the Carolina Panthers on Saturday, where I don't know how much you could really take away from the 12 snaps Baker played compared to the six snaps that Sam played, there was good from both of them. Sam Darnold, especially when it came to capitalizing in the red zone, I looked at the numbers as I was going full nerd mode and was looking to see what Sam did when against short fields again last year. Last year when he faced short fields, so I guess I'm going to say 40 in, in the opponent's short or the opponent's um, side of the field. He only went one for six in those situations. The only time he ever capitalized was against the Minnesota Vikings where he got the ball at the 18-yard line. And we saw that again on Saturday, but when he got to the ball and he tried to go between the 20s, didn't have success. Baker Mayfield came out there, completed a couple passes on third down. Three for four, the Panthers were on Baker's drive, but then they stalled out in the red zone, which has been an issue the last two years here in Carolina. Good and bad from both, but we're going to learn a lot more this week as far as whether it's going to be Baker's job, which it feels like it's Baker's job to lose. That's been the case, in my opinion, since July 6th, that it's Baker's job to lose, considering the fact that Carolina Panthers traded away a fifth-round conditional pick in 2024 and spent the entirety of the offseason trying to find a way to upgrade from Sam Darnold. They did not bring Baker Mayfield in here to be Sam Darnold's backup. Just like last year, they did not trade for Sam Darnold and sent a second, fourth, and sixth-round pick to the Jets for Teddy Bridgewater to continue. It was going to be Sam's team. I think it's going to be Baker's team. And when you look at how the team has reacted, whether it's been Shaq Thompson, Dante Jackson, and even Matt Corral, who... When speaking to the media on Saturday after his woeful preseason performance, we're not going to sit here and freak out just yet. He kept talking about what Baker would do. What would Baker do in this situation? And that's how he's thinking. And if you watch the Camp Confidential, and we'll talk a little bit about it later on in the show, there was Baker, arm wrapped around Matt Corral, just trying to show him how to maneuver the NFL world. So I totally look at this as a Baker Mayfield's team. But we'll finally get an understanding, hopefully, at the end of this week. And it's not just at quarterback. There's still a bunch of consternation about how the offensive line sets up here in Carolina. When Baker was out there, it was Brady Christensen at left tackle, Michael Jordan at left guard, Pat Elfline at center. And when you watch the tape back, both Pat Elfline and Michael Jordan both struggled, both against Jonathan Allen and a couple of Matador Olays like we saw a year ago. It's going to work its way out eventually. Later on after that, when Sam came in, you saw the combination that we hope to see on the left side of the offensive line of Iki Aquano, the sixth overall pick out of NC State, Brady Christensen at left guard, then Bradley Bozeman at center. Just like I said with Baker, they did not bring in Bradley Bozeman to sit behind Pat Elfline. They did not trade, or they did, sorry, not trade, but they did not draft Iki Aquano to not eventually be the left tackle or at least play on this offensive line. It might start up day one where we haven't seen it at all. So it's hard to, th- to see this. We have not seen that combination of Icky inside at left guard and Brady at left tackle. I just think eventually they're going to get him out there. And if you saw the limited sample size, didn't look great against Montez Sweat on that touchdown pass to Sam Darnold. Credit for Sam for sticking in there and hitting Rashard Higgins. It's going to be a process to get him ready. And that process continues this week as the Carolina Panthers have Tuesday and Wednesday joint practices with the New England Patriots. Then on on Friday night, preseason game two, and hopefully on Saturday, like Matt Rule told us, they weren't going to make a more legit depth chart until they had their second preseason game and more in particular they had their two days of joint practices with the New England Patriots so we'll see how that all stacks up after this week so it's gonna be important two days really for Sam Darnold if he wants to have any opportunity of keeping this job which I don't think he has he's gonna have to perform well against New England a team where he has famously 
seen ghosts. I guess more so infamously seen ghosts. And Bill Belichick has had his number like he did last year. It's Baker Mayfield's job. Go out there, seize it, so we can all move on and focus on what this team can look like in 2022 with Baker Mayfield under center. Now, continue to look at the Panthers' depth chart. There were some interesting and intriguing, which I guess is the same word, competitions going on, the roster cutdowns made one of them even more clear as a corner who some of y'all thought would be in competition is no longer here in Carolina. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1, well, because one day I walked to my house and it was on my footstep and I found that actually this is actually pretty good for you. And anytime there's something good for you, I'm going to go out there and try it. So what's in this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all those things. It's a healthy for all certain types of lifestyles, whether you eat keto, uh, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, AG1 is for you. It's also very cheap. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your regular cold brew or Starbucks habit. And here's the thing. People love it. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your gut health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The Carolina Panthers had until Tuesday at 4 p.m. to get from 90 to 85 players. And following the first preseason game against Washington on Saturday, Carolina decided, let's not waste any time. Let's go ahead and get rid of some guys that we no longer need here in Carolina. The Panthers decided that they were going to cut running back Darius Bradwell, tight end Nate Becker, linebacker Kamal Martin, offensive guard Wyatt Miller. And you might remember him because he was out there playing tackle and trying to protect Matt Corral. Did not do a great job of it. Also, we never really thought he was going to make the roster. Anyways, best of luck to Wyatt. And this one was a little bit of a surprise considering the conversation that we've had about the DB room. Chris Westry, who started a couple games last year for the Baltimore Ravens. And because Marcus Peters and some of the other guys got injured in that secondary, he was here in Carolina. He is also a part of the five players cut as the Panthers now have 85 men on their roster. You need to get down to 80 
by next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Then the real cut down the following Tuesday as I have to get down from 80 to 53 for the initial 53-man roster. Initial is the key word. Just because someone makes the initial roster does not mean they're going to be there come week one as Carolina Panthers welcome the Cleveland Browns here to Bank of America Stadium on September 11th. As far as Westry goes, he was not good on Saturday. And when I saw his name, I don't think I was expecting – no, I definitely wasn't expecting to see him there um, on the roster cutdowns. But it did not surprise me when I evaluated how he played. He was getting cooked. And the second-team defense and the third-team, Matt Rule spoke about this on Monday. It seemed like they got tired. They had to play the majority of the game. They haven't played a ton of reps during training camp. So it's hard to think that they're going to be ready to be in game shape. Either way, they kind of struggle. There were players – um, like Corey Littleton, who stood in first team. You CJ Henderson, who's going to be one of the top three corners anyway. He started in place of J.C. Horn. You lost some of that depth to the first team that would have been out there, and that second team unit really struggled. The only time that the Washington uh, offensive Car- Carson Wentz scored was on that long drive against the two. So congratulations to Carson Wentz and the first team offense there with the Washington Commanders. You scored against the Carolina Panthers' second team defense. I got worn down and didn't have some of the key pieces that will be in that too deep moving forward to the rest of the season. But Chris Westry didn't play well. He's now gone. And that further highlights just how difficult it's going to be to make this roster. And I've talked about depth multiple times so far on this podcast as that is something that stands out the most to me. And the reason the Carolina Panthers, I think, are going to take the next step this upcoming season is because of where the roster is top to bottom. Back in 2020 when they basically broke it down to the studs, that was not the the case. Last year, even still, as they brought in more talent, there wasn't that much competition. Look no further than the offensive line and how it's situated a year ago where Cam Irving and Pat Elfine were dependent upon. And now this season, they're likely not going to be starters. Hopefully, fingers crossed, Irving definitely not. Elfline in due time will not be. And there'll be solid backup options. That is the case here in Carolina, and that is why I'm fairly bullish on this team. And I was filling in on WFNZ um, on Monday with Jeff Rickard, who's the uh, head man over there, just filling in. Maybe something might come down the road. We'll see. Um, but I was just talking about how that's why I was really excited about this team potentially being a 10-7 and team is because of where the roster is. And the last couple of years, the Baltimore Ravens have lost no preseason games. I think – in due part, that's a lot of luck. It also speaks to where the team is roster-wise and the depth of talent that they have. And the Carolina Panthers are starting to get that point. I think they might be there, but we'll see as the NFL season wears on. It's still difficult as they look at the fringe of the roster. And I know we're getting in the weeds here, but that's what we get to do here on the podcast is I got to talk Panthers every day of the week, got to find some topics and things to talk about. And with Westry gone, I'm still trying to wrap my head around who are going to be the nine DBs if, in fact, they do take nine DBs. In the cornerback room, Dante, CJ, and JC, obviously, I still believe Keith Taylor, who should be back this week, and it's important that he is so that he can maintain his job. The Panthers liked him, especially towards the end of last season when he had to step in and be a starter with JC out for the season. Same thing with Dante and Stephon Gilmore, and he acquitted himself quite well. The injuries have not helped him so far during training camp. I still think he's in a good spot. But it has allowed players like Stan Thomas Oliver, who's been on the roster the last two years and has been a special teams ace, to have an opportunity to show that maybe they 
could be the person to fill in that situation. Duke Dawson had the interception thanks to Amari Barno's pressure on Taylor Heineke. Maybe that helps him get closer to the roster bubble and maybe on the right side. I've also looked at Miles Hartsfield as someone who can play both safety and corner, particularly in the nickel, or at least in the slot, that he can be someone who, again, makes this roster. He's been dependent upon the last two seasons as a UDFA. But maybe the Carolina Panthers have gotten so good in the cornerback room that they don't need Miles Hartsfield, that they would rather lean on someone special teams-wise. And corner and wide receiver in particular, that's where jobs are going to be won. At the safety room, or in the safety room rather, Jeremy Chin, Xavier Woods, who I thought looked pretty good in the limited sample size that we saw of him on Saturday, those guys are going to start. I think Sean Chandler's going to be on the roster again, and then Justin Burris, been your starter the last two years, wouldn't make a ton of sense to bring him back than to cut him. He seems to be fine being in a secondary role, and if he can come back and be a starter, if JC or if uh, um, Jeremy Chin goes down, God forbid, I guess you can call him JC if you want to, um, or if Xavier Woods goes down, he can slot in right there and he can play that position. It's good to have that kind of quality depth where someone who was a starter a year ago, like on the offensive line, and it first wasn't a bad player, but who was a starter a year ago, though, you can have someone come in in Woods who can be more reliant and can be a better player for you. That only makes your overall unit better. There's players like Sam Franklin and Kenny Robinson Jr. who are also going to be trying to make the roster. When it comes to special teams, especially in the DB unit, Stan Thomas Oliver has been a special teams ace. They like what Sam Franklin can bring to special teams. It's just hard as I look at it right now to think that all of those guys are going to be able to make the roster. They can only keep so many. You have your top three in the cornerback room, NJC, CJ, and Dante. And you have, of course, your two starting safeties. And I think probably your top three with Burris being a backup and then with Jeremy Chin and Xavier Woods, it's then trying to figure out who the next three are going to be aside from those players I just named there. And special teams is going to be huge in that part. And I look at wide receiver too. Shai Smith, going into this weekend, I would have said he's not going to make the roster. They brought in Andre Roberts to be a kick returner. Matt Rule says that he wants to get Andre Roberts more of an opportunity to be able to field some kicks. Steve Smith, who spent time as a punt returner, did have some criticism of Andre Roberts on the lone punt return where he let it to drop, where he thinks that he should have been able to catch that. Shai Smith, though, made a good return, getting the Carolina Panthers in good field position on that final drive where they were aided by a couple of uh, Washington commanders' penalties that put them in field goal range, and Zane Gonzalez was once again nails. Roberts is 34, and I don't think he's going to add anything to the offense as far as a wide receiver. Shai Smith was clutch on third downs when Baker was facing pressure because the two men in front of him, Pat Offline and Michael Jordan, surprise, surprise, could not block their man. He stood in there, hit Shai underneath crossing route, hit him on a slant, the next third down, there might be a connection there. If Shai Smith can make this roster, not only because he can help you on third downs, but can be an added bonus as a returner, I think that makes way more sense than bringing in an older player in Andre Roberts who you didn't spend that much money on. All I know, a former All-Pro, but a shy can give you that return ability and also be a plus on offense, which I don't see Roberts being, wouldn't you want to go with that player, especially someone who you drafted a year ago? And he still has legal issues. We haven't really heard much about that in the update. As far as those drug and gun charges he faced back in York County down south, or Union County rather, down South Carolina, we'll see how that all pans out. Brandon Zilstra is another player too who has made the roster the last couple of years because of how well he's played on special teams. Didn't even do anything offensively 
on Saturday. The one time I think he was targeted, Baker and him weren't on the same page typically. As Steve Smith said on the broadcast, that goes to the receiver who was on the wrong page of the quarterback. Not quite sure that's the case. As Baker, I, I, again, I'm not saying it's not the case. It's possible that Baker could have been wrong there considering he's still trying to learn, uh, learn the offense. Like Roberts, Smith, Zilstra, those three guys right there on the roster level as the top receivers should be. I mean, DJ, of course, Rob is going to be on the roster. Terrace Marshall, who I think will be back this week, according to Matt Rule. Rashard Higgins, he has to be firmly on the roster at this point in time. But trying to figure out who the next two are, they take six, or maybe they only take five this year. Again, quarterback, got three this season. That's going to take away from one of the position groups. Might it be wide receiver? Could it be DB? Hard to think it's going to be DB. We'll see how it plays out as it's not just an important week to figure out whether it's going to be Baker or Sam or whether it's going to be Icky, Brady, and Bradley on the offensive line. It's also an important week for these guys to be able to differentiate themselves and separate and show that they should be on this roster heading to the dress rehearsal third preseason game against Buffalo at home next Friday night. The Carolina Panthers digital team did it once again. Camp Confidential came out on Monday and I guess I have a few thoughts. Not really. Honestly, I fell asleep during the episode, but we'll talk about it anyway here on Locked On Panthers. It's almost the start of the NFL season. I love this time of year. It's just not the NFL, but it's also college football coming up. Week zero is on Saturday of next week. North Carolina fam, you cannot wait for it. Just ready to get the football. The preseason can be fun, but it's such a tease. Like, give me the real games. And if you're into sports betting or fantasy, guys, you're going to need a competitive edge to win this year. That's why I highly recommend the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball. Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats. Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of U.S. Pro Sports League, including the NFL. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and Elias insights from the Elias Sports Bureau's research team. This app really is your one-stop source for player news and league-validated player stats and team records, expert game analysis for betting, building your fantasy team, impressing friends. Perfect for the preseason. You get player previews to help you draft a winning fantasy team and team previews so you know what to expect as a regular season kicks off. Take my advice, don't ignore it, and download the Elias Game Plan app today with new features available all the time. Take your game to the next level. NFL season is right around the corner, so don't wait. Find the Elias Game Plan app in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store today. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a brand new flavor. You're ready. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to my new favorite flavor and really my all-time favorite flavor. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture real cookie dough chunks and of course they're covered in 100% real rich wonderful chocolate all of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it plus they're healthy for you cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them run do not walk I've been telling you for weeks 
Don't walk, but run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It, it will be a perfect treat where you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them all for yourself. Go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 at Built.com for 15% off your first order. As I've said plenty of times, Carolina Panthers digital staff kicks ass. They do a fantastic job putting out really digital or really good digital and video content for you, the fan, and even me, the fan slash podcast host. And I like it. Cam Confidential came back again this year, came out on Monday morning. I checked it out before doing the podcast today. And honestly, I was kind of tired and I fell asleep in the middle of it. But good content once again. What can you really take from it? Not that much. It's always good to see the personality of a player like Dante Jackson and seeing his leadership as he's joking around. Hey, I told you I was mic'd up, right? It's all the guys talking endless trash. He would annoy the living hell out of me if I had to sit there and have to listen to him all day if I was a receiver. Robbie Anderson wasn't a fan of it at one point in time, but Dante's like, hey, it's all love. I did appreciate the leadership that he showed. Same with Jeremy Chin when the cornerbacks, or I guess DB room, Dropped a lot of interceptions that day. It's, I'm glad they dropped them in a way, but also not because that's not a uh, good thing. You want them to catch those balls. You also don't want your quarterbacks to throw interceptions this upcoming season. I uh, got to be taken inside with uh, Tommy Trimble as well. And in Chris Tabor, new special teams coordinator, to see the attention to detail, to see his kind of personality was cool to see as he gets introduced to a lot of us here in Carolina. I think that special teams unit can be good for maybe one or two wins this upcoming season, as we've seen. That unit particularly, the place-kicking game, cost the Panthers games over the last couple of seasons. We saw it right there on Saturday as Joey Sly up to his old tricks there in Washington as Ron, for whatever reason, is going to depend on Joey Sly once again, but not our problem here in Carolina anymore. I do wish, though, that Hard Knocks was here. I was curious if they were going to do what they did a couple years ago when they decided to have Honeywell sponsor the drama of will they or won't they keep Cam Newton. They didn't do that with Baker and Sam Darnold. And I guess it's a good thing. If we had HBO here, they would have done that. I do understand that the league is able to have final edit on everything, but the league would have played that up. The Panthers weren't going to play that up. We also know that it's a sham as far as this being a quarterback competition. It's going to go to Baker. I don't see how Sam, unless he just all of a sudden lights it up this week in New England, is going to win this starting job. That's why I wanted HBO. And this also is only one episode. I don't know if they're going to do any more for the preseason and the other practices going on. I guess training camp technically is over in Wofford, but they're going to continue their training camp practices or really preseason practice leading up to the season. This week, of course, in in New England, and the next week when Buffalo comes to town, and after that, about two weeks before their first game against Cleveland Browns on September 11th. But HBO would have been fun. I've heard the Lions have an entertaining HBO Hard Knocks. I haven't watched Hard Knocks in years because it's basically the same thing every year with a team I don't care about. And selfishly, I wanted the Panthers to be on it. Not only because, hey, Panthers fan, I want to watch that team's ever been up there, but for content, y'all, take me inside. Show me what the team probably wouldn't show us. Give me that drama. We don't have it. It's okay. Camp Confidential, go check it out over on YouTube if you have not already or on Panthers.com. Again, they do a great job. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, make sure to watch 
and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. And be sure to follow the show wherever you listen to all your favorite podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or all the rest. Just make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of the show. And follow me, Julian Council, at Twitter, on, uh, on Twitter, at Julian Council where every single Friday I answer weekly Friday mailbags, either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council to participate this week in a weekly Friday mailbag. In the meantime, take care, be safe, and I'll be back on Wednesday to break down joint practices between the Panthers and Pats. Adios. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.